and welcome to our latest edition of Fashion Mod. I'm Charles MacDonald, who will be reporting exclusively from Force magazine for World Radio Paris. In our latest show, we will be speaking to prominent French photographer Lydia Mitral about her international exhibitions, her new fashion projects and what to expect from her in Paris for 2019. Good morning, Lydia. How are you? Good morning, Charlie. I'm great. So, just to ask you some questions about photography and your excellent trade. You were born in Grenoble, but ended up working in Paris. How did this come about? Um, so, yeah, I was born in Grenoble, Grenoble in the Alps, and studied um, economics in Montpellier, in the south of France. And in order to graduate, um, I had to do an internship and I chose to go to Paris, uh, where most of the jobs offer were. Uh, then I found my first uh, job there, and uh, that's all. Perfect, that's a pretty good story. Did you originally study photography at university, or was this your first career choice? Um, actually, um, no. I studied, uh, as I said before, I studied um, economics and uh, business management, and photography uh, came later. Okay. Um, when did you suddenly decide that photography would be your life? Was there a, a key moment? Um, so, I worked for two years in a consulting company, but I felt it was not my destiny. Um, I was not happy, and I felt that I was more a creative mind. Okay. Uh, I had to escape from the business world, so I started to do a theater class. Uh, there, I met a lot of artists and actors, and I started to photograph them. Uh, I quit my job, then I started to look for something else, something more related to art and uh, culture. But I spent um, a year looking for a job and couldn't find anything. It was very complicated in that industry. So I decided to focus on photography. Uh, it was a hard moment in my life and photography helped me to go ahead and gave a lot of meaning to my words. Um, then I started to develop personal pro photography projects and looked for commission works. Okay, that's really and interesting. here I am. <laughs> <laughs> here you are. You learned your skills through a combination of self-teaching and training. How did you structure your self-learning and your curriculum? Um, I'm a self-taught uh, photographer, but I always wanted to improve myself. Um, for example, I took some special lessons every now and then in a school in Paris yes. to improve my um, technical skills. Then I started to look for uh, an established photographer to assist, and I wrote to one of the poetry and press photographers who was giving some training in that school. I was very uh, impressed by the commission work he had. Uh, he has taken some photographs of famous people like David Bowie, Lou Reed, uh, famous politicians and artists. Uh, at that time I was very lucky uh, because he was just looking for an assistant. So he messaged me back and um, I started to assist him. And for a year, I went to a lot of shooting with him, helping him set up the lights. And uh, in the meantime, I was developing my uh, personal projects, um, my, let's say my own language. Okay, that's wonderful. That's a really enriching story. Now, you've obviously had a lot of experience and you've been on many courses. 
Could you tell me which of these teachers or courses you found to be your greatest mentor and why? Um, I have never really had a specific mentor. Uh, I've met um, a lot of people through my life and practice who have helped me and inspired me as a person. And some teachers at my school and university, for example, were very motivating and uh, helped me to bring the best of me. In my business career, I met a lot of people with a bad influence, and since then it's been hard for me to trust people. But I definitely met incredible people uh, who inspired me, um, friends, um, family, um, as I said before, teachers. Uh, the, but though um, the idea of a mentor uh, is very appealing to me, it sounds very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> and I would love to meet someone one day who trusts in my work and could boost my, uh, my career, actually. I actually had one as being a journalist, Francesca, and yeah, it's to have a mentor and to have someone, a, a second pair of eyes, it's really, really wonderful. You learn so much. Yes, absolutely. Now, Lydia, you're very well known for your use of analogue film. Why did you choose this over digital? And do you still shoot using digital? What's the, the ratio? What's the difference? Look, uh, I chose to work in analog for several reasons. First, I got bored of the use of uh, digital cameras. I was always focusing on the instant results by looking at the digital screen. It can be very frustrating, uh, especially when you see that you don't like what you're doing on the digital screen. With analog, um, you focus more on the moment. So you care more about uh, the composition and the details. If I don't like the photo, I just don't shoot. I don't want to waste a single picture because film is uh, quite expensive, as you know. Of course. And um, another, um, another reason is the relationship with my analog uh, cameras. It's magic. I just love their sound, their mechanism. I love inserting the film, going to the laboratory and waiting for my film to be developed. It's not instantaneous. Uh, you have to wait and sometimes you forget what you have shot. I can't tell you the pleasure of discovering the picture. It's so intense and rewarding. And I also lo love the grain on the picture. I don't really like these perfect images with millions of, million of pixels. So I use analog mostly in my personal projects. And then digital, just let the, the digital uh, part for commission work when I have to create a lot of, uh, like, uh, an important amount of pictures for reports or whatever. Lydia, you have been lucky enough to make several exhibitions and projects in Paris. Can you tell me about these? Um, so for my first uh, exhibition in uh, Beaurepaire Gallery, which is in the 10th uh, arrondissement, um, I was selected after a photography contest to exhibit my work with uh, other photographers. Uh, we had the opportunity to showcase our work with um, French artist uh, Yann Arthus Bertrand. Then later, um, I participated in a photography market in Paris uh, called La Nuit de la Photographie Contemporaine, 
um, it was my um, let's say my first uh, important exhibition um, but um, for me um, my most important exhibition let's say was in in 2014 for a festival called Les Nuits Photographiques de Pierre Vert in the south of France um, because I was selected alongside other artists uh, to have my work uh, projected. That's really interesting, but out of this experience, out of those projects, which one would you say was the most personal to you and why? So in my first uh, two exhibitions in Paris, um, I showcased more photos uh, from my travel uh, as I was like very uh, beginners in photography. Um, my first real personal and constructed project was uh, when I started to work on a series of portraits of Parisian artists called uh, Intimité. So for this project I took pictures of them in their uh, intimate space and also um, focused on things that belonged to them and that were reflecting their personalities um, using like still life photography. So this work was projected at Les Nuits Photographiques de Pierre Vert and uh, I was very proud as it was my first real uh, important festival very happy to sh uh, for showcase my work. And the, the assignment, the project was indeed beautiful. I remember looking at it when I was doing the research. Which of the p projects you mentioned challenged you mm, most creatively and technically? So yeah, um, this first piece of work uh, challenged me because um, I had to build for the first time a narrative, uh, organized shootings and connect it uh, with people. Uh, there was uh, an important work uh, with um, like researching work. I had to make a real effort to build uh, the series from scratch. Technically, it was my first analog work, so it was very challenging for me. Um, I had, for example, to deal with different lighting in different conditions, uh, choose the right film, the good, um, the right objective, the good, the right camera. So yeah, um, this first work uh, was uh, quite challenging. Uh, my next question leads on from this. Now, you have a background in editorial design as well as being a, a very competent photographer in both analogue and digital. Do you think, with regards to your exhibitions and your performances, do you think this gives you more of an advantage for your exhibition planning and, for example, composition of your photo books such as Love Struck? Um, absolutely. Um, I decided to study editorial design because um, I realised how powerful images can be in a book. Books are an amazing way to tell visual uh, stories. Uh, I started to really enjoy putting images together. One image can speak for itself and be powerful enough. But two images put together can be even more powerful and change the meaning of everything. It's just like um, playing with words. Um, at the end of the course, uh, so I designed it and self-produced uh, my first photo book, uh, which uh, you mentioned, Love Struck, and I'm really proud of this project. Uh, but the course also uh, helped me to organize uh, an exhibition. It's actually 
Just like editing a book, you have to think about everything, from the concept to the way you are going to organize your pictures to tell a story. Lydia, you're highly competent in digital and analogue photography. Back to your original training and your self-development, was the vast percentage or was most of this training undertaken in digital or in analogue or was there a balance with both? Um, at the beginning, um, I started with um, digital photography. Uh, but then I took an old uh, camera my dad gave me and uh, I started to uh, to get uh, involved with uh, analog photography. Uh, let's say it was like 50-50, um, but now I use like mostly analog for my personal project. Then digital, um, as I said before, is like more for commission work that involves uh, production of a lot of pictures. Yeah. Okay, now with regards to your commissions which you've just mentioned, which are I guess also called sittings, uh, which of these have you recently been involved with in Paris or out with? So, um, well, um, I'm more like in an international environment, for example last uh, August uh, my work from my project Lovestruck that you mentioned earlier uh, was selected to be exhibited at a Helsinki photo festival. Uh, I also had some publication in the press. Um, last year I did some commission for like politicians in Paris and uh, right now I'm working now on my uh, first fashion editorial project but I can't tell you anything, as it is very early and secret. <laughs> yeah, I actually know a bit as well, but that's definitely content for another show. Lydia, what would you say that your philosophy as a photographer is? What do you want to capture? How do you want people to feel when they view your images? That's an interesting uh, question, Charlie. Um, I want to capture my people, my world, uh, my friends, my family, the world that surrounds me. Um, from still life to poetry or even street scene, uh, I want to draw people's attention to the beauty of the banal, but also to diversity. Um, we photographers are observers. Um, we see things that others people don't because they don't take time to contemplate and our duty I think is to bring it to them um, it's like making poetry uh, about the mundane um, I want to bring another reality to people's eye something they are not used to see I want people to question what they see Nowadays, we don't question anything, especially because we are overwhelmed by information, uh, commercials, uh, images, and um, yeah, it's a quite stressful world. I can imagine. Now, this is quite an interesting question, and it's one that's very pertinent just now in the world of fashion. In fashion, out with Paris and international, just now there's a push that less is more and its quality over quantity. For example, slow fashion is eventually winning over fast fashion. This notion came directly from Paris and the savoir-faire and shows like Chanel Metier des Arts. 
Is this also true for creative industries like photography and graphic design? Um, I think it also applies to photography and other creative industries like graphic design or anything. Um, as I said, we are uh, overwhelmed by mediocre uh, information and images. So um, it's a good thing to think more before creating and to create better things. Uh, everything is very fast today and uh, I think uh, it would be very interesting. Lydia, in fashion just now there is a push that less is more and it's quality over quantity. Slow fashion wins over fast fashion. This notion actually came from Paris, from the Savoir Faire and Metier des Arts show, what Chanel has. Is this true also for the creative industries like photography and graphic design? I think it also applies to photography and other creative industries like graphic design, but it, um, it applies to everything, like uh, every field in, uh, in, uh, in life, you know. Uh, as I said before, we are uh, overwhelmed by mediocre information and images. Um, so it's a good thing to think more before creating and to create better things and take time to um, reveal their beauty to people, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, so do you see film making a comeback as an antithesis to digital mass prints and apps such as Instagram? Um, I think that the real an antithesis to digital mass prints and Instagram are exhibitions and books. Uh, no matter if it's from digital or uh, analog work, People think they are artists uh, just by posting on social media. But the moment you create a tangible piece of art, it's where it all starts. I think it's important to confront uh, reality. You don't plan an exhibition the way you plan your Instagram feed. Um, it's more challenging. Film is a slow medium, so it can never be instantaneously posted on social media. Um, what remains of a time is the tangible, and in a digital world nothing is tangible. Exactly. So with regards to Instagram, what is your views on Instagram for up-and-coming and established photographers? Instagram is actually a good platform to showcase your work. Um, it allows emergent photographers to have more uh, visibility and promote their work. But we can't just rely on it and focus our, uh, our work just on it. Indeed, uh, some pictures are more likely to work on this platform and others don't. It doesn't mean they are bad pictures. A lot of Instagram users are amateurs or know very little about uh, photography and I think it can be demotivating sometimes. We can't just think about the pictures we are going to upload on the platform. Uh, if you know how to use the platform, I think it's an easy way to have an interesting portfolio. And uh, the same for established photographers, it's actually, uh, yeah, it's, it's the same, it allows them to showcase uh, their recent work and find new commissions.
Lydia, you recently completed an exciting fashion photography course, or I think you're about to complete. Can you tell me about it and any ideas that you have for the City of Light? So yeah, I haven't completed the course yet. Um, I'm still uh, studying. And I found, find this course very interesting, give me uh, the tools to understand the industry, the fashion industry, to work as a fashion photographer in the middle uh, long term. Um, Paris is a very, very inspiring city. Um, I met very inspiring people there. Um, when I started my first series about young Parisian creatives, I realized how diverse it was. Um, the city of light has more to give, I think, in the darkness. I refer to the uh, unknown and emerging artists. It's a city full of light, uh, full of creative minds uh, coming from all over the world. Oh, that's perfect. So just to conclude the interview, what can we expect to see you from the coming months in Paris? So look, um, I would like to get in contact with um, some uh, model agencies to uh, create to create some fashion stories. Get in contact with the creatives, and I'm looking forward to collaborating with uh, emergent Par Parisian fashion uh, stylists, for example. Uh, then um, why not uh, organize uh, an exhibition? Uh, and I'm sure every single one of them is going to be absolutely perfect. I cannot look forward to seeing them. Lydia, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. You can find out more about Lydia Mitral's talents and portfolio by visiting her website on lydiamitral.com and for more information about Force Magazine, at forcemagazine.com This is Charles MacDonald for World Radio Paris and next week we will be speaking to top Colombian male model Ricardo Dominguez about his experiences and opportunities in the French capital. Coming up next is the BBC Business News. Until next week, keep your fashion mode on.